There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up reps' time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can keep customers happy. Secrets out. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, September 19th. I am Rob Litterst here with Ben Berkeley and Sarah Friedman, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we'll talk about a summer full of disastrous festivals. While nothing has necessarily reached the full heights of 2017's Fire Festival, the granddaddy of all bamboozles, we've seen an increasing number of large-scale events combusting in various ways. What's behind festival's extraordinary dive into chaos? We'll get to that in a few minutes, but first, let's talk about everything else that's happening in the wide world of business and tech. Clorox is struggling to get manufacturing operations back up to speed after an August cyber attack. Clorox says the attack will mean a short supply of some of its products for an unknown amount of time. Ben, what is going on here? Because it sounds like you were doing some digging into this and cyber attacks are becoming more rampant. Can you tell us more about that? For sure. Just yesterday's episode had Juliet and I talking about cyber attacks being this new constant in the lives of big companies. And right on cue, here we are again. Obviously, this is just a really big blow for corporate America to see yet another company slowed significantly by a cyber attack. Right now, Clorox believes it has contained the attack, but they are still fulfilling and processing orders manually. So it really may be a while until bleaches and detergents are back to their regular cadence of availability. Next up, Katy Perry is the latest artist to sell her catalog, giving Litmus Music masters and publishing rights for her last five albums for $225 million. Mark Cuban lost $870,000 in a crypto phishing scam. Even sharks are susceptible to crypto scams. The investor suspects he downloaded a fake wallet he found via a Google search and it drained his actual wallet. Be careful out there. Indeed found that 50% of U.S. job postings in August listed salary info. In Colorado and California, where pay transparency is mandatory, it was 81% and 70% respectively. In the world of AI, a startup called Writer Inc. raised $100 million for its tech trained on corporate speak and designed to help companies generate things like product descriptions, job listings, and social media posts. Ben, tell me more about this. So uh, with a complete caveat that I have not used this product and obviously anything right now you put AI on it and it's like a shortcut to riches, this is a weird one. I'm very skeptical of this product if only because so much of the corporate writing world is already so repetitive. I haven't seen a lot of companies where every job description doesn't already just read exactly like the previous one. So I'm interested to see more of the use cases here. Obviously, if you can write a very convincing bit of social copy, that's very valuable. But I'm just not sure. I guess we'll have to try this thing out sometime really soon. I agree with you. I'm skeptical of this stuff. But one thing it makes me think about is consultants. I feel like a lot of people talk about how consultants will just use buzzwords and (laughs) slap those all over whatever it is that they're delivering to their client. But I guess we'll see. Lastly, have you seen the U.S. military's missing F-35 jet? Its pilot and wingman safely ejected amid a mishap over South Carolina. Now the plane is lost and the government is requesting the public's help. Each F-35 stealth fighter costs taxpayers an estimated $1.7 trillion over its lifetime. Um, 
Ben and Sarah, have either of you guys seen this yet? I have not. And I feel like I don't want to. That would probably mean trouble <laughs> at this point. Agreed. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely not your guy for this hunt. I feel like I've been looking for a t-shirt that went missing like years ago. I felt really guilty also being so irresponsible with this item that probably costs like $9.99. So I feel like losing this jet at least really helps me in terms of putting things in perspective. Yeah, you're off the hook, Ben. Thank you. I needed that. On to our main story, while there's been plenty of buzz about concerts going right this summer, shout out to Beyonce and T-Swift. There's also a lot of talk about events going really, really wrong. Burning Man devolved into a muddy mess of evacuations. There's a class action lawsuit against the organizers of the Electric Zoo Festival. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Sarah, can you tell us more about what has been going wrong in the world of festivals? Yeah. So as you said, Firefest was kind of the original lesson learned here, or it should have been. And we just keep going. There's a lot in the news lately. As you just mentioned, Burning Man is a big one. I think we all saw on our Twitter feeds a bunch of VCs trapped in the mud at Burning Man. There was heavy rain hitting the campgrounds, so people literally could not get out in the middle of the Nevada desert. Then there was Electric Zoo. Attendees are actually filing a class action lawsuit against the organizers for multiple last-minute cancellations and closures. People didn't know until right before and were trapped in the heat. And the list just goes on and on. There was a rock festival in Virginia that went south. There was the World Scout Jamboree in South Korea. And it's just been a mess. It kind of feels more often than not after these big events, we're getting bad news rather than hearing that it went off without a hitch. It's being positioned as kind of a modern trend, right? But I think this is part of the ethos of music festivals. Like Woodstock was an absolute nightmare. If you look back at the footage of Woodstock, it was absolute chaos. I feel like back in the day, festivals kind of found their tribe. It was like the people that were going to festivals were down with sheer chaos and sleeping out in the sticks or whatever nature was going to bring at them. But since they've become kind of like the center of affluence and have had this kind of strange vibe where they're pulling in a lot more people than they used to, it seems like that just doesn't really work for the broader population. No, that's a really good point. And they think social media as well. Now you can just instantly share photos and tweets from your phone. So when you're in your car trapped in the mud, you're going to tweet about it and it will go viral, get picked up by news outlets. And here we are. (laughs) I just feel like one thing that you really noted in your piece, Sarah, was that these just are getting bigger. The scale of these events seems to be up. The level of expectation in spectacle of these things, obviously the ticket prices you would expect if you're spending hundreds of dollars to just go out into the middle of nowhere, you're going to want it to still be a premium experience. So it seems like so much of that is driving this level of expectations and the reality just cannot possibly match up to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think something to note is something like Burning Man or a lot of these events, because of how huge they are, they have to be in a remote location that's completely empty, which means everything from the bathrooms to the vendors to the floor and the stage is being bussed in and literally like built from the ground up. So there's a lot of room for things to go wrong. I think we take for granted the fact that some of these events, literally people had to build them from nothing and they're just fake cities that can pop up in a week or so. It's truly crazy. I went to Coachella in 2010 and it legitimately becomes its own little 
universe. And I think another thing you noted, Sarah, is that there's been a lot more extreme weather, which throws a serious wrench in all of this. You're already out in the wilderness. If you add like a ton of rain, it's going to make for a much more interesting experience than I think people signed up for. Yeah, extreme weather, I think, is going to be the thing that's changing. This was always part of the deal. If you were going to a big festival or a concert, I think what is new will be the fact that weather is getting more and more unpredictable and intense. So you might not think torrential downpour when you're thinking Nevada desert, but I think in the future, people will really have to be ready for anything. Totally. So all of this festival trouble raises one really big question. What would I have to pay you guys to attend Firefest 2.0? You know Billy McFarland's out and you know he's throwing down. Are you guys going to go? What would it take? It's definitely not happening for me. I suppose if I had to go for work, it would be an interesting curiosity of some sort to just see what happens. However, it's really hard to imagine wanting to choose to be a part of something that, even if it's not the full-scale disaster of the first one, it's not going to go well. Yeah, that's really fair. I think the journalist in me would want to go. I'm prepared now. Like the people who went to the first Firefest, they didn't know what they were getting into. It was horrible, but I would be ready with like my survival kit, but also my laptop. We could be doing like live updates for the daily from Firefest 2.0. So I think I would go. <laughs> totally with you, Sarah. I think the early aughts, seventh, eighth grader in me would go just to meet Ja Rule, but I actually don't know if he would go for the second one, right? Probably not. He's probably, probably. broken it off with Billy. Oh, well. All right. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We are a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. Have a wonderful Tuesday and we will see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work. And it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.